0: folks, it's worship time. So I'm just, as I'm singing this song, I just really, I'm praying for you that you truly just have some you and God time this morning. That's what church is about, you and God time. So don't worry about your neighbor. Just, just have God time, worship him, give him all the praise and the honor that he deserves. Amen. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, holy, holy is he. Sing a new song to him who sits on Heaven's mercy seat. Word Oh, Let's sing it Let's make sure you make all of our visitors feel welcome, amen?
1: Give God a praise this morning, amen? Yeah. Give God a praise in the house of God this morning, amen? Mike, as I talk, make sure I sound good, brother, and loud, because I don't have any voice this morning, amen? Make your way back to your seats real quick. I'm going to make a couple of announcements. Turn up my monitors, please. Good to be in the house of the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Grab your seat. Grab your seat. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Grab your seats, guys. Grab your seats. Grab your seats, guys. There's a few more trying to get to their seats. Let's pray, guys. Father, we come before you right now, Lord, with this new year brings another new opportunity. Opportunity for us to get out in the community and do so many wonderful things for you. Lord, I'm so excited about getting to paint Pastor Lambert's church. Lord, I'm excited about what's coming up in our future in our arena ministries this year. Lord, I'm excited about what's happening this morning in these people that are here. Father, I pray that they sign up to help us get involved. Church is what you make it. And the Lord needs you to sign up. Get out of the secret service and get right on the battlefield. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that no one feels left out around here. Because I know how important it is to fit in and feel included. And me and my wife have been praying, Lord, make a spot for every person that joins our church. That they have a spot, a place where they can serve. In Jesus' name, amen. Touch three people and say, good to be in the house of the Lord. All right, let me talk to all the ladies real quick. All the ladies, it's your first Bible study of the year tomorrow night. We had to postpone last week, but tomorrow night is ladies' Bible study. Bring a covered dish. There's no babysitting or no kids watching. We don't have service for that, so... Get the responsibility on the man of the house. I remember when I was a young man, and I wasn't a Christian man, and, and, and I was out one time and, and Mary wanted to go somewhere, and I said, you're leaving me here to babysit these kids? She said, you help make these kids. You ain't babysitting them. They're yours. <laughs> so uh, me ain't quit saying you babysitting your old kids. They your kids. So, uh, ladies, we're excited about the message that Mary has for you guys tomorrow night. So, all you ladies, make plans on attending tomorrow night. It gives you an opportunity to meet other Christian women and, and, and fall in love with them and fall in love with this ministry. Amen? Also, if you'll find on the back of your worship guide, Sunday, I mean, Wednesday night, we're going to have a spaghetti dinner. It's $7 a plate, and we're going to take up a love offering for our youth pastor and her family, Miss Vicki. Miss Vicki has been plagued almost a year now with just headaches and chronic illnesses, and she's been in the hospital this entire week, and they've been running tests on her. She hasn't been able to work in over nine months. Brothers and sisters, we need to give back to the lady who's given to our children. So... We'll start serving dinner at 6 p.m., and we'll, uh, we already have the people that's going to be making uh, uh, the, the spaghetti, and, and I'm going to promise you, the ladies that make the spaghetti here, it's very, 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 very good. So, uh, amen? Amen. So make plans to come, $7 a plate, and, and that money's going to go straight to Miss Vicky that night. Also, this coming weekend, we're going to have team roping and bull riding, amen? We're going to have another team roping and a bull riding. Uh, uh, we're going to do the same jackpot like we did last weekend for both of those. So if you're helping, and you helped last time, plan on coming back out and helping again, amen? Praise God. Y'all too quiet for me this morning. Or I'm, there we go. Amen. Praise God. I'm get some, get some, get some, uh, uh, Baptist up in here this morning or something, man. Uh, amen. And then also next Sunday we're gonna have a Super Bowl party at our church. So, amen. Lyle and B, Lyle and B, the old flame kindled at our Super Bowl party a couple years ago. Uh, how long y'all been married now? Three years ago. So if you're single, you might want to come to this uh Superboat party. <laughs> Amen. I looked over there, I'll never forget as long as I live. I looked over there, they was all sitting by one another watching the superboat. I said, Mary, watch what God does here. Uh Lyle's a Lyle, you old cat, you man, you just a, Man, I don't know about you. Praise God, Amen. And also with our Super Bowl pot, how many remember that Texan car that me and Mary and 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 the elders helped fix for our uh Chris uh, for our fall festival? Amen. Well, we're going to give away that car in a football pot. We're going to give it away, and that thing runs like a brand new Cadillac, and it's fun to drive, and everybody wants to take pictures with it. Minnie, where are you at? Minnie, well, you got to stand up, man. You can't raise your hand in there. This ain't this is, I'm not Snoop Dogg, brother. You got to stand with me, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> our younger generation—they know who Snoop Dogg is. The other ones like, "What are you talking about?" But <coughs> Benny has the football pot, and we're going to sell a hundred squares, and we're going to give away uh, at our football party. You don't have to be present to win, but we're going to give away cash prizes, and whoever wins their, the last numbers gets that 1976 Nova. And it's a cool car, and it's a perfect car to drive, so if you want on that spot, I think there's about fifty sixty spots left. You better see Benny uh, it's twenty dollars to get on that thing, and all that money goes to the church. we're going to donate that car back to the church, and all that money's going to go to the church and Miss Faye Howard, where are you at Miss Faye howard you You wanted me to give you that hat. I want you to win that car. I want to see you come to church in that car, Miss Faye Howard. so praise the Lord uh. Also, guys, our Love Revival, I'm going to make the announcements. Who's going to be here at our Love Revival? Brother Doug Landers. Thank you. You got to speak up, girl. I can't hear you. Brother Doug Landers will kick off our Love Revival this year with Wednesday and Thursday. How many have ever heard Brother Doug preach? I'm going to tell you, it is amazing. He's the youth pastor at Parkview Baptist Church. And he's an amazing man of God. Him and his wife will be with us Wednesday and Thursday. And then the Leje family, Cody Leger. How many have heard Cody? <laughs> Cody plays and sings, and his whole family started a church down in Waco that is doing fantastic. And they're going to be with us Friday night for the Love Revival. So we're going to go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then I'm going to let you have... Uh, Saturday to go on a date with your boo and uh, uh, I'm gonna let you go on a date have fun and then Sunday I'll finish up the revival so amen we need to get in revival mode by praying come on somebody we need to get in revival mode by praying And, and revival is important in America let's stand today as we take up our offering brother Joe would you come and pray over our offering today listen guys we can't do anything around here without your help and support. Everyone stand. Everyone stand as we pray this morning. As we take up our offering, we want you to know, guys, we're sowing into this community. Yesterday, yesterday, as I got here yesterday morning, I, uh, there was a wreck, Mr. Johns, right here at the Valero. Anybody saw that on the Montgomery County deal? There was a wreck, and I pulled up over there, and I thought it was Mike Wise's wife or something. It was a car just like Mary's. And I said, "Oh my goodness, is that Mary?" No, it was another couple. And, and I got to tell, ask them if they was all right. And they're here this morning. And I believe that we're making a difference in this community. And when I turned, and when I turned to go back up towards uh, Grangerland, they gave away seventy thousand pounds of food yesterday, and the line was just continuously long. I mean, the, I bet there was eight hundred cars in line. The the community needs us. Come on, somebody. The community needs us. We need to be the helping hand of the community. So if God has blessed you with a job, eh, you need to give back today. If God has blessed you with a roof and a car, you need to give back today so that we can be a blessing to this community and to this ministry. Brother Joe, pray over our offering, sir.
2: Gentlemen, let's remove our hats and caps, please. Bow your head most gracious heavenly father lord we just lift you up and praise you father we thank you for a glorious day father father we just thank you for the sunshine you've sent us to radiate down upon us and father we just know that uh, you're with us here today father because you tell us we're two or more gathered together that you'll be there in our presence father we can just feel your presence this day father father we just thank you for our wonderful band as they lead us in singing praises unto you father father it's not about us it's about you father yes and that's the message that we have for this community, Father. And, Father, with the love of this community here, Father, we just gather here together, Father, to praise you, Father, just as regularly as we can, Father. And, Father, we just thank you for our visitors here today, Father, that they can say it's been good being in the house yes. of the Lord this day, Father. And, Father, we just ask you to bless us through this portion of our service, Father. We ask that you bless the giver and the non-giver alike, Lord. And use these tithes and offerings and ongoing work in this community, Father. Because Father, it's 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 your leadership and guidance that we seek, Father. Yes. And we just ask that you'll continue to watch over us. Forgiving us where we fail, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, you know, for for the last
3: week, the pastor's been talking about storms, and so the Lord told me I need to do this song. And I grew up listening to my mama sing this song and she would she'd always say things. Like, if you're not in a storm, you just came out of one, or you're fixing to go into one, and, uh, but aren't you thankful that he will keep us safe until the storm passes by? But you know, sometimes, like his message said the other, the other day, sometimes a storm isn't just about surviving the storm, it's about learning how to dance in the rain. So, so I hope the song is a blessing. the dark of the midnight have i often my face while the storms howl above me and there's no Storm passes by till the storm.
1: Y'all give the band a big round of applause, guys, this morning. Amen. Can you put a little high in this mic there, Mike? A little more highs. Good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Boy, the band did a wonderful job this morning. I'm excited about today. Uh, I told you guys a while ago that how, how many, let me just see by a show of hands, how many people have ever gave to somebody standing on the road with a sign that said, we'll work for food? All right, praise God. Put your hand down. How many have ever went out and helped somebody in need, buy them groceries, take them something, maybe pay their bill, keep them going? Is there anybody here that's ever done that? Amen. Well, that is good, and that is great, and and I feel good about that when I do that. But there's a group of people out there. Now, listen to me. There's a group of people out there that they're unnoticed, There's a group of people out there, and even Christian people, you guys, listen, pay attention, you guys, sometimes don't realize that these people exist, or we feel like these people are beneath us, and that's the ones who work at the carnivals, the ones who work the rides at the carnivals. You know, you and I go to all the Houston rodeos, the Lone Star, and there's carnival workers there, and they have families, they have lives. They have have a need just like you and I, and that need is to find Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. And I'm just being real with you. Don't sit up there on your high horse and act like you're always witnessing to people. Don't look at me all crazy-eyed this morning. My friend was called to witness and to bring the carnival workers to the Lord. And he's here this morning. Come on, somebody. He's here this morning to talk about his ministry and share with you what God is doing in his ministry and to see if you want to be a part. Shane Mayberry, come on up. Y'all give him a round of applause this morning. Stand and give him a round of applause. He's worthy of that. Amen. Amen. Praise God! Praise God for you. You got this PowerPoint mic working. Amen. You might have to stand inside if they
4: can see it. Good morning to y'all. I uh, I'm so thankful to be here. Thank you, Brother Mark. I uh, I'll never forget. Uh, I got saved in 2005 at Parkview Baptist Church. Not actually at Parkview Baptist Church, but I heard the gospel preached from John Collier, and uh, it was Easter of 2005 when I understood that I was a sinner in need of a Savior. It took a couple months for me to hit my knees and surrender to Him, but I did in 2005, and I w- never forget standing up on a Sunday evening and saying, all right, and as hard as it was, just like this, t- t- not t- today, stood up and amongst everybody and said, I surrender to preach. And what do I know? I look over and there's a brother on the other side of the church. (laughs) He stood up and surrendered to preach. And it's your pastor here today, Brother Mark. I I, I thank God for Brother Mark. But it's all about Jesus, amen? I mean, it's all about Jesus. And that's why I'm here. I don't want to take too much of uh, the time, but I want to share with you what God's called me to do. And I'm doing my best to do it, but I can't do it alone. I can't do it without help, and God's people have to be the ones to help. I'd like to introduce my wife, Tracy, if you could stand. This is Tracy, my daughter, Faith, my son. He's over in the land Building. He's having a good time, but he is a Cohen, Mayberry, seven, little awesome little dude. God has really blessed me. Um, I'm a, sent out by Parkview Baptist Church. That's my sending church as a missionary. You have a church that's behind you, and that church is Parkview Baptist Church. I'm serving with Bread of Life Mission. Uh, Mike Tice is the president of that mission board. He was saved at Parkview Baptist Church as well. But I'd like to start with sharing with you, there's over, probably more now, over 220 independent carnivals in the U.S. alone. Over 220 independent carnivals. You'll see more on my PowerPoint about that, but I don't want to go any further without sharing with you some of God's Word. Mark 2.17 says, When Jesus heard it, He said unto them, They that are whole have no need of a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Repentance is a big word. Repentance is getting forgotten about when it comes to salvation. But praise God, Repentance is the first part of salvation. Luke 10, 10, 29 through 33, it makes it very clear that a lot of times we see people just like carnival workers and we walk on by. We see and there's other people, other religions. They they might walk on by. Maybe not a a Christian at all walks on by. But I want to be the one, like in Luke 10, 29, A certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he said he had compassion on him. I want to be the one to show compassion. Not only just the carnival workers, but whoever I come amongst, whoever's in my presence, whoever I have a relationship with, I want to be the light and be a Christ-like character to them. Carnival workers don't have an opportunity to come to church due to work. I was uh, pretty much born and raised in the carnival business. My grandfather started it. My dad got into it after he got uh, shot in Nam and got out of that. And uh, he went right into it, and then so did I. I wanted to be like my dad. So for nine years from 16 on, uh, nine years, I traveled around and had my own stuff. I had three, three units. I had a pizza stand, the, a dozer, you call it, it. Little feet go back and forth. You hope it knocks coins off. And I had a uh, the horse racing game. You roll a little ball and it goes in a hole, the horse goes across. You hope your horse gets to the end first, you get a stuffed animal. Yeah, there you go. It's called a derby. But um, we had them and we traveled all over the U.S. basically. For nine years I did that. was on nine different carnivals and uh, had a good time. Most carnies are some of the most caring and loving people you'll meet once you get to know them that's a big thing. Once you get to know them, um, we don't know them. There's a lot of people we don't know. You walk in Walmart, you walk wherever, there's a lot of people we don't know. But once you get to know them and you take just a second, they are the nicest people, not all of them, and that's just like everywhere else, not everybody, but there are some of the nicest caring people I've ever met was when I was on the carnival. Like I said, they can't come to church. A lot of times. They're open through Sunday. If they're not open, they're tearing down on Sunday or they're traveling on Sunday. Wednesday is a very key time for them to be setting up, getting ready to open. And so Wednesday, Sunday is a big work day for them. So they are not able to come and do what we do on Sundays and Wednesdays. There's no, as far as I know, there's no missionaries. There's no one called specifically to that particular people. Um, God has called me to that particular people. I know most of the carnival owners now, at one point in their life, knew my grandfather. A lot of them worked for my grandfather, Wayne Mayberry. And when they hear Mayberry, they know who Mayberry is. And so God has given me that because he knows I can do something with it. And the doors are being opened. each time I talk to somebody, they talk about my grandfather. And my grandfather has now opened the door for me to be able to witness and be a a servant of the Lord. You know, I surrendered to do it. I was serving at Parkview Baptist Church for five years as pastoral staff. And I'll never forget when I got told I had cancer on my left vocal cord. I didn't know if I was ever going to be able to preach again. I didn't know what was to come, but three surgeries later, I was able to talk. I was able to preach. I was able to do what God's called me to do. But in the four weeks of silence, four weeks, I couldn't say one word because my vocal cord was healing. I ran a VBS. We seen 14 kids saved. I used a Magna Doodle. I wrote on it, swiped that dude, wrote on it. We had 14 kids get saved that week of VBS, and I just praised God. But in that four weeks also, he made it clear to me that I couldn't stay behind these walls. He made it clear to me that it's time to go. It's time to get away from just staying on staff at the church, but to go out and be a witness and share what God has called me to do to the carnival workers. When I was on the road, all I remember, one lady. I was standing our stand as a trailer, and uh, I'm about this height, and you, you're playing the game below me. So I always felt really tall. You know, I was way up there. They were down there. But I remember a lady coming up to me, and I wore a cross. I didn't know no better, but the cross had Jesus hanging on it, you know, like the crucifixion. He's not on that cross no more, amen? But anyway, I was wearing a gold cross, and all I remember her doing was shaking her hand at me. You should be ashamed for wearing that and working here. That's all I remember. All the years, all the people, everybody I've seen, and I know I ran into Christians. I know Christians were playing my game. I talked to them. But that's all I remember as a carny. Any kind of Christian talk to me was condemning me. I want to flip them seven seconds over if I get them and tell them about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The vision God has given us is we bring a meal. Brother Mark has been there with us. He has seen how we do it. A 2011 Wells Fargo trailer was donated to our mission for us to go and do this. We bring tables, chairs, and we bring a hot meal. Before they open, they can sit down. And while they sit down, they hear about me. First of all, they hear about me and my walk on the carnival. They hear about, I know what they're doing, and I know how hard it is to do it, and I know how much love they get from people, and it ain't much. And then I tell them what God has done for me. I tell them about how they can know that they are on their way to heaven How they can know Jesus as their personal Savior. God has called me to be the voice to the outdoor amusement workers. Carnival workers have a rough and hard job and don't get much credit for it. They need ministered to just like everybody else. Unfortunately, they have family that dies. They have ladies or men they meet and they want to get married. They go through struggles. They need somebody they can call. If I can't be there, they can call me. There's all kinds of things they can do, and I can be there for them. But I got to be there and let them know who I am and who God is. They're sinners in need of a Savior, just like I once was, just like Brother Mark. Man, I just, I could go on and on. I don't have the time, but, man, God has been so good to me. You know, I was such a, such, so, I was a sorry man. I was, I was dirt. I'd done things to people that I can't even begin to share up here. But, man, he forgave me. When I heard that I could be forgiven and all my sins washed away, you know what, I didn't just want to know about that. I want to tell everybody about that. I want to tell everybody who needs to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Uh, We are recently, uh, the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of February, I'll be in Florida. We are just now joining up with Amazing Grace Mission. They've been going to carnivals for over 30 years, setting up a booth at the carnivals and fairs. And as people walk by, they ask them. They give them gospel tracts. Are you 100% sure if you're to die today, you know you'd go to heaven? Whatever they say. If they don't know, we take them in the booth. We show them from the Word of God exactly they're a sinner and exactly how they can be saved. And we lead them to the Lord right there, right then. But the best part about it is, In my opinion, that is. We take their information, which I can't do on the carnival. They're traveling all the time. But with amazing grace, we take their information. Hey, they've accepted Christ. They're a babe in Christ. And we can take their address, phone number, and who it is to the local church. Just like your church here, I'd bring them to Brother Mark. Hey, we had ten saved. Here's their information. They follow up. Then the pastors can, can disciple, bring them into the church. And I love that part of Amazing Grace. So we're joining up with Amazing Grace mission. Be in prayer. First, second, and third, I'll be in Florida. I go before the board, and they'll accept me as a missionary, Lord willing, and I'll start traveling with them. Like I said, they've been doing it for over 30 years, so they have carnivals all over the U.S. that they are already scheduled to be with. But while I'm there, I want to reach to the carnies, as well so i have a short powerpoint that i want to share with you but first uh, before we do that i want to there's many ways that you can help us many ways the biggest thing is prayer that's the biggest thing we need some prayer warriors that will take our prayer card put it on the refrigerator and we need prayer it's a hard road out there there's some hard people we've been called to minister to and believe it or not there's a lot of christians who believe I shouldn't be out there doing it. I need your prayer. We need to be out there doing it. (laughs) Secondly, pray that we get support. Unfortunately, it takes money to put gas in the truck. It takes money to go and be able to do this, and we are seeking monthly support. As we get more support, we can go and we can reach more. Right now, we stay in the state of Texas. We're doing what we can. But I would ask that you would pray that we start getting more monthly support by God's people. Lastly, there's many ways, but this is the last one. that, uh, When we're at fairs, just like if we come to Houston Fair we're talking about, we need help while we're there. There's a lot of people come by and need to be fed. There's a lot of tracts that need to be given out. There's a lot of things to do. And I, I just need you to pray as well. As we go to different areas and communities, that churches like y'all's will just get a burden to reach them people and be a part of reaching them with the word of Jesus Christ. My life verse is John 3.30. He must increase, but I must decrease. So I want to thank you, Brother Mark, for allowing me to share. Y'all enjoy the PowerPoint. You'll see some uh, different things on here. There's a song that goes with it. At the end, you'll start seeing us kind of ministering to different areas, and then you'll see some of amazing grace. Uh, We were at the Dallas State Fair. I was there seven days, and we led 49 to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So y'all enjoy. Thank you. God bless, and continue to do what y'all are doing here at Caney Creek Cowboy Church.
3: I saw a world full of trouble now I thought, how do we ever get so far down And how's it ever gonna turn around So I turned my eyes to heaven I thought, God, why don't you do something Well, I just couldn't bear the thought of People living in poverty Children sold into slavery The thought disgusted me So I shook my fist at heaven I said, God, why don't you do something
1: It should be on now. Can you hear me back there? What an amazing work he's doing for the Lord. Amen. And I knew he was coming this morning. I was super excited about it. And and me and Shane have had some conversations over the past year and uh, about his ministry. And uh, I told Shane, I said, Shane, when you put boots on the ground and you go do something, then I'm going to support you. And that brother put boots on the ground last year. And went out and started serving God. Right, Brother Shane? And I asked him, I told him, I said, well, I said can I come be a part of that? And he said, yeah. I said, well, the next time you do something, let me know. Well, I found out he was going to be in Waco. And me and Brother Scott Jones got in the car, and we drove down there that day. Didn't know what to expect. I just wanted to check out him, check out what he was doing. And let me say this. They let me serve pickles that day. <laughs> and it was the greatest day of my ministry. I was on pickles watching my brother preach the word of God to those that were forgotten, to that, that those that didn't care. There's probably 300 plus of us here this morning in church. If each one of us would decide to give $5 a month to his ministry, we would support this missionary. 300 people giving $5 a piece, that's $1,500 a month, that he can go out and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. You say, Brother Mark, I'm on a tight budget. I can't give. I can't give $5 a month. Well, if you can give $2, $1, spare from getting a Dr. Pepper one day and sow into this man's ministry, I promise you, he is doing God's work out there. Give him a big round of applause. Amen. I love you. Praise God for you. Amen. Now you got to do something about it. Don't just talk about it. Be about it. Amen. Open your Bibles if you brought one to Exodus 14. How many know that God will take you right up to the point and show you that he's the only thing that will get you through whatever you're going through. How many know that God will take you right up to the cliff? And he's going to do two things. He's going to save you right there. He's going to teach you how to fly. I thank God that I'm soaring with the Lord. How many hear me today? How many people today have trusted him to the point that no matter what you're up against, he is the only thing that your security, your foundation, your hope is built in Christ Jesus. That is me today. Is that you today? Let me ask you a question. Is that you today? I'm going to help you make sense of this. God will take you up to the point where he is the only way to get you through. I've been so low in my life, didn't know how I was going to get out of this or didn't know how I was going to get out of that. I hit my knees, and God got me through. Does anybody here hear me and understand that? If you've ever been addicted to something, you understand what I'm talking about. If you've ever been hooked on anything, if you've ever been in love, I talked to a young man the other day. He said, Brother Mark, my heart is broken. I said, listen to me, God will get you through God will get you through. God will show you. God will make a way where there is no way. Somebody shout today. He's the only way to get you through. I thank God that he says in his word, acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll direct your path. I'm thankful for that today. I'm thankful today that he makes a way where there is no way. You come into my church. You come into God's church. You come into Caney Creek Cowboy Church today and you say, Brother Mark, I'm up against it this morning. I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent. I don't know how I'm going to keep going on this job that I'm working on today. My marriage is on the rocks, Brother Mark. I don't know how that we can get past this year. Let me say, if you put your life in God's hands, he will make a way where there is no way. I'm thankful today that he makes a way where there is no way. Let me ask you this this morning: Are you in that place this morning where you feel like everything's coming against you? You know, really, I, I I got a mother here whose son is locked up in jail, fixing to go back to prison. I got people in my church that are that are dying from from diseases and and and, and, and incurable things, but they're holding on to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ waiting for a miracle. Jesus is in the miracle business. He's still doing miracles today. I believe in miracles this past week, a lady, uh, her name was Sue Grimes. She uh, she reached out to me on Facebook. I, I don't know her. She lives in Arkansas. And I had put a picture of an angel on my Facebook, uh, the, the, the angel Michael. It was a big, strong picture of the angel Michael. And and, and, and she was in Arkansas. And, and she wrote me back and said, Mark, it, it, I, it, she sent me a friend request. It said, Sue Grimes. Well, I don't know many Grimes. It's because my dad died when I was five. But I said, well, I'm going to accept her anyway and so I accepted her and she wrote me back and said you don't know what this means to me she said my son his name was Mark Grimes he died last year he was 44 years old and his he had one son and we were sitting here last night reminiscing about him and we were hurting we were crying we were broken and and I told my son that God will get us through I, I told him that God will get us through And and she said, I looked on Facebook, and all of a sudden, there was a picture of an angel from a Mark Grimes. And her son's name was Mark Grimes. And he was 44 years old. My name is Mark Grimes, and I'll be 44 years old this year. Only God can link up those things and give you hope, give you peace, give you a plan, and give you a way through. I'm thankful that I got a way through today no matter what i'm up against i know i got the lord's help today we go through times in our lives where it seems like we're out of options and we don't know which way to turn but we have to remember any time we don't see a way out we can be confident that god will make a way through in exodus 14 got my bible got my bible Exodus 14 verse 21, there was a time when the children of Israel were led by Moses out of slavery and headed to the promised land, and then they came up against this great, great place called the Red Sea. I want to read that to you real quick, and I'll be done. I'm not going to keep you that long. I appreciate Shane being here. I appreciate you being here, but God put it on my spirit last night that I needed to tell you that he will make a way where there is no way. Exodus 14, verse 21. Then Moses stretched out his hands over the sea. And all that night the Lord drove the sea backwards and forwards. Strong east winds turned it into dry lands. The water was divided and the Israelites went through the sea on dry land with the walls of water on their right and on their left. Verse 23 says, The Egyptians pursued them, all of Pharaoh's horses and chariots, and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. Verse 25, now this is the Lord making a way where there's no way. He, the Lord, he jammed the wheels of the chariots so that they had a difficult time driving them. And the Egyptian says, Let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them. Somebody say, Amen. Then, verse 26 then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hands over the seas so that the water may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and their horsemen. Moses, again listening to the Lord, stretched out his hands over the sea. And daybreak, the sea went back into its place. The Egyptians were fleeing toward it, and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen. The entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea, not one of them survived. Can I tell you today, God's got your back, and God's going to help you get through whatever you're up against. I could quit preaching right then, and you ought to be you ought to be believing that today. You just read it in your Bible. Here we have Moses, and he took them, uh, the Israelites, all the way up to the Red Sea, and they started saying, "Oh, we're going to die. Oh, we're not going to make it." They're right behind us. They're right behind us. They're going to get us. And the Lord. I'm going to say this, does what the Lord does. He makes a way where there is no way. The Lord does what the Lord does. He makes a way where there is no way. I'm so thankful for that. Amen. they, They didn't get very far because they were being chased by their enemies who wanted to enslave them once again. They finally found themselves on the edge of the Red Sea and it looked like there was no hope. Well, they had God. They cried out to the Lord in Exodus fourteen thirteen. Moses said, fear not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which will work for you today. Then Moses stretched out his hands, and the Lord caused a great wind to part the water so that the people could move forward to dry land. But that's not all. When the enemy and the army tried to cross the sea behind them, that's when the water enveloped on them and destroyed them. The Israelites were finally freed once and for all. I always know that the Lord is the hero of my story. Where I am today is because of him. I don't take that for granted. I'm so thankful where I am today. God is the only one that could save me and put my feet on a new path put my life in right standards with him see i don't save nobody shane's not going to be able to go out there and save nobody it is the lord who saves if you read that passage i'm done listen to me if you read that passage he blocked the wheels he stopped the chariots, he brought the confusion to save his people God will save you where there is no way that looks like that you're going to be saved. If you cry out to him this morning, if you cry out to him with sincerity in your heart and say, God, I need help getting off this alcohol. God, I need help. Quit gossiping. God, I need help. Quit doing these drugs. God, I need help. Fix my marriage, Lord, because I love him, Lord. I love him. I know he ain't in church. I know he's not living right, but Lord, I love him. Help me, Lord. Lord, help me with my finances, Lord. Help me with my finances, Lord. He'll make a way where there is no way. God is so good. He's still the God of miracles. He loves to show himself strong on our behalf and to the people who seek after him. I want to encourage you today, no matter what you're facing, to cry out to the Lord and believe that he will make a way where there is no way. He will make a way where there is no way. That's what he does. That's what he does. That's what he wants to do. There's people in my church today that have years being sober. Maybe you haven't been sober before, but there's people in my... I talked to a friend of mine the other day. He said, I'm getting my four-year chip this month. I'm getting my four-year chip this month. So that tells me if if, if, if he'll cry out to God in a weak moment, he can get through. He can get through. When we can't get through is when we take our eyes off the Lord. When we take our eyes off the Lord and start putting them on the circumstances, that's when we begin to drown. If you remember Peter, Peter is the only brave disciple that there was that stepped out of the boat. He stepped out of the boat. When the Lord called him, he stepped out of the boat. Just like that young lady that sent me that text. She said, the Lord called me and I got up and I went. See, some of y'all were supposed to get up and come, but you ain't got up and went nowhere yet. Peter was brave. He didn't have all the answers. He wasn't a very smart man. He wasn't a very educated man. But Peter was a man who listened to God. And when God called him, Peter stepped out of the boat. And when he kept his eyes on the Lord, he was walking on water. But the moment, the moment he started listening to the enemy, come on. The moment he heard the water crash and the wind and the waves and he took his eyes off God, he began to sink. Well, watch this. God is such a merciful God. He reached down. Jesus reached down and said, you ain't going to drown, buddy. I got you. I'll get you through this one more time. I thank God that he lets me serve him today because I needed multiple chances. I'm going to tell you, I messed up so much in my life. I'm a living witness to if you'll let him, Direct your path, acknowledge him in all your ways. He'll direct you and he'll put you up on dry land and save your life for something great this morning. Somebody believe that with me. <laughs> Peter took his eyes off of him for one minute and he began to drown. And the Lord said, Come on, I got you. You may have walked in here today, you may have been brought in here today, you may have stumbled in here today, but you're here by divine appointment listen to me the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace Exodus 14 14 says the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace people think all the time well if I go to church everything else will be all right I believe that you still got to be accountable for your sins (laughs) if I give my life to the Lord is all this going to go away sometimes it does and sometimes it don't But the Lord always gets his children through. He always gets his children through. I still believe that today. Listen to me. He's still the God of miracles. He loves to show himself strong on our behalf and the people who seek after him. I want to encourage you today that no matter what you're facing, to cry out to the Lord. Believe that he will make a way when there seems to be no way. I have learned this to keep standing to keep putting one foot in front of the other. It hadn't been easy to be married to this woman for almost 18 years. (laughs) She is difficult, but so am I. But we have learned to keep moving forward step by step by step by step. It hadn't been easy to be a daddy to these two boys. I could have left any time I wanted to. But I just kept going and kept going and kept going. They needed me. I couldn't leave them. Your father blesses you when you keep going and going and going. And when you acknowledge him and you say, Lord, I need you. Is there anybody here today that needs him? Right now in a bad way. I don't know why he gave me this little message this morning, but maybe some of you thought, well, I I can't go another day. Yes, you can. You have to make your mind up that you're going to keep going. There's going to be difficult moments in Shane's ministry where he gets out there on the road and a support check's supposed to come, but it don't come. Man, I've been in the ministry for eight years and man, there were many, many, many times we didn't get paid. But God always made a way where there was no way. I trusted God for months after months after months. As of when I wanted to leave, I just kept going. I kept trusting. I kept crying. Can I say this to you big bad dudes? There's nothing wrong with crying. There's nothing wrong with crying when you're crying out to the Lord. When you cry out to the Lord, there's nothing wrong with crying. Women, there's nothing wrong with crying. I find strength in my weakness. He is made strong. Somebody give God a praise, amen. So keep standing, keep believing, because God will move through that difficult situation that you're up against this morning. Exodus 14, 14, if you're taking notes, write that down. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. (laughs) Hallelujah, amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Father God, we thank you for this day, Father. Father, we love you and we praise you, Lord. And we send out a special blessing over Shane and his family today. Father, I'm going to send my money each month starting today. Lord, I'm going to get Shane and his wife to move back to their table. And I want you to stop by and grab a prayer card. If you say, I can't give any money, then then don't give any money. But if you grab a prayer card and you say that you're going to give, then do what you say you're going to do. The Bible says that a, a wishy-washy person is unstable in all their ways. Let your yes be your yes and your no be your no. I'm going to ask my elders, Brother Vic, I want you to get a bucket and I want you to put on that table. Maybe, maybe you want to give a one-time gift today. Maybe, maybe when you pass by that table and you shake him and his wife and his children's hands and you say, Shane, thank you for preaching to those people. I had a cousin or a sister or a brother. That worked in the carnivals. I never thought about them. I'm going to put $10 in here. I'm going to put $100 in here. I'm going to put five. I ain't putting no limits on God. I'm going to put everything in my wallet in here. Because I believe in what you're doing, Shane. You won't find a more honest and sincere person than Shane Mayberry. I ask you to join with him today. And here today, I ask you to continue joining with us to be the helping hand of the community. Letting people know there is a way. And his name is Jesus. The Bible says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. If you're here today and you've never prayed and asked Christ into your life, maybe you feel like you're in a hopeless situation, raise your hand, let me pray with you. If you're in a hopeless situation, keep, yeah, think about Amen. Amen. Keep going. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're in a hopeless situation today, you want me to pray for you. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Thank you. I'm praying for you right now. I see you. I see you. Praise God. I see you on the back row. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Let me pray for you. Father, I'm praying for those who have raised their hands that they would put their trust in you this very moment. A lot of times we don't trust what we don't believe in. Father, as they raise their hand, they're crying out to you, Father. Father, would you bless your children this morning? Father, would you make a way? Would you make a way for them this morning, I pray. In Jesus' name. Lord, I ask you, there's anybody here that had never prayed and asked you into their heart pray with me right now just say Lord come into my life and save me today I make you my Lord and Savior I'm going to live for you and for you alone in Jesus name I pray amen somebody give God a praise amen